Hello, thank you all for coming back for episode three of Navigating Motherhood. Oh, I can't believe we're already on episode three and you guys are just so supportive and it's just been great. So this week I have Gabby with me again. Gabby, say hey. And I have Allie, a uh, ift, joining, and she's going to talk about her infertility journey. So Allie, say hey. Hello. Um, okay, yeah. Allie, I just want you to take it away, girl. I want this to be all about you. So you just start with telling us a little bit of the beginning of your journey. Alrighty. Well, like she said, my name is Allie, and um, my husband, Derek, and I started trying for a baby in December of 2018. Um, I teach special education, and he is a cattle farmer, and by the time we had met, we had both kind of been in our careers already, and as soon as we got married, we said, you know what? We are ready to start a family. Um, Having a big family was always an interest of mine and his, Um, and when it came down to it, I had always known that I wanted to adopt regardless if that was, you know, first, in the middle, at the end. However, I mean, we had hoped to have um, some of our own genetic babies as well, and we kind of just decided to start going right out of the gate because we had no idea um, God's path for us. So we started trying in December, and we gave it about a year on our own. Um, We knew everybody was different. We knew that there were lots of circumstances that can affect that. And we were very, I guess, comfortable in knowing like, hey, you know, it didn't happen this month. We'll try again. Um, By the time I reached out to my doctor about it, she was kind of shocked that we waited a year to ask questions. Um, She kind of made me feel a little dumb, which then in turn I felt bad, I guess. But we were like, we're young. I mean, this is our first time trying, obviously. And so we just wanted to give it time. Um, From then we started on the beautiful medically induced trials. Um, and those lasted about a year and a half to two years. Um, every month I was on something different and that's when it became, oh my gosh, we are now battling with fertility. We are now seeing that something is not working. You know, you graduate high school and college and you get married and you say, when this happens, we're gonna have a baby. And that is not not what happened for us. Um, so the first medicine we tried, it was called Clomid, and everyone called that the magic, the magic pill. So I'm going to be on a pill for about 10 days, and then it's going to be like the magic star day on your calendar, and oh my gosh, you're going to make a baby, because you are putting this magic pill in your body, and it's going to be a baby. You were on that magic pill for seven months, and magic for us. Um, from there, we went into a couple different medically induced things. Um, we got about a year and a half, two years in, and that's when my doctor said, hey, something's more wrong, I think, than just maybe trying some medicine. So she actually referred us to a fertility specialist out of Indiana. We had heard really, really great things about him. We had people from around here use him, have success stories. Everyone said he is the way to go. So we were pumped. We met with him, and again, he gave us the look of, oh, my God, you are 24 years old. You've never had a pregnancy, and you've been going at this for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he's, girl, that is, like, concerning. We have to talk about options. And I was like, okay, let's talk about options. And he's like, you need surgery. Oh, wow. What do you, what do you mean? Like, surgery for what? She, and he's like, something is wrong. Like, you, we got to figure this out. So my husband and I both had to be tested in every way 
imaginable to find out what was wrong. And we had a Zoom meeting about a week later after those tests. And he said, Derek, you are great. Like, gold star. Everything you've got going is perfect. <laughs> and then he said, Allie, something's not right. Oh, man. <laughs> but, I, but I don't know what it is, is what he said. Great. Um, <laughs> and my response was like, homie, you went to college for this. Like, you are a fertility specialist. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me what I can do. Like, we have to have a baby. Are you kidding me? Like, this is all I've my whole life. So it honestly really is. I always remember you talking about getting married and having babies. Like. <laughs> that was it. I'm like, you can't tell me that this is not going to happen for us. So we, we, we have to do all of the things. So I did the surgeries. I did the timing. I did the tracking. I did the sticks. I did everything. Um, and it got to a point where our option was IVF. And I said, okay, let's do it. And my doctor said, girlfriend, it is not, it is not going to work. Oh, We've done everything in your system with you and your husband's parts. And I think you're allergic to him. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Of all the people in the whole entire world that I could have married, the person that I fell in love with, I am allergic to him, and we cannot make babies together. Wait, is that, like, an actual, like, medical thing? Is that you're allergic to him, or is that just, like, a, like a metaphor? That is what he told us. Um, <laughs> my case file in big red letters says female infertility unexplained, and it is unexplained because our parts will not fertilize inside of the body. It will not fertilize outside of the body. It will not fertilize on medicine without medicine, with a hormone trigger, with the pills. It got to the point, Caddy, our last month of trying naturally, I was on a pill when I was on my cycle, a pill when I was off my cycle, a pill leading up to ovulation. I went to the hospital the day of ovulation for a trigger shot, oh, wow. which would make me ovulate 12 hours past that, in which we came back to the hospital, took my husband's stuff, put it where I needed to go, and it should have been a no-brainer. Right. This was after surgery. My doctor said, your tubes are the cleanest they've ever been. You're going to get pregnant the first time. Wow. And it what, just... What the, the trigger shot? What is... I've heard that, like, a lot. So it's, an, it's called an HCG trigger shot. And it is exactly what it sounds like. You prep your body with all this medication. And then on the day that you ovulate... You go to the doctor and they give you, it's basically a hormone injection and it is to enhance ovulation. So I was already set to ovulate that day, but that shot would make me ovulate essentially 12 hours from the time I got it. Wow. Oh, okay. So, right. Like, so, crazy. so if you're going to ovulate, just enhance it. And if for some reason your body wouldn't ovulate on its own, that shot would make you essentially ovulate. Hmm. So we were all set, you know, okay, it's not working. It's not working. We're going to have to go the IVF route. That's fine. You know, it's expensive, but it's, it is what it is. We have to do, you know, what to do to start our family. And so we kind of got off that conversation and my husband and I decided, you know what, we're going to just take a little break. You know, adoption's always been in our path. Yeah. If our bodies aren't ready right now, we're going to just walk away and kind of change our focus. So we decided to pursue it and 
professional adoption from South Korea. And we had met with our agency and we had started the paperwork. We were six months in when we announced to our friends and family yes. via a Christmas card. We wrote this beautiful, I'm really type A, I'm a teacher, a beautiful letter explaining all the ins and outs. And we sent it to everyone in our whole entire mm -hmm. lives. It was the most exciting day of our lives. Like everybody knows now, like everyone knows, everyone can join us for prayer and for celebration. And by next Christmas, like we will have a baby in our home. Not even 30 days later, I get a call from my infertility specialist who I'd been working with, who said IVF or bust. And he said, I want you to look at one more thing. And in my brain, I was like, mm -mm, no, yeah, no, because we shut that door for right now. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is our new door. And he said, no, you're going to want to listen to my door. <laughs> so introduced us to something called an embryo adoption. And my husband and I just said, okay, if our parts aren't working, like, I don't, I can't just have a sperm donor or an egg donor. Like, it's not going to work. Right. And we're like, this is crazy. It's a shot in the dark. And if it comes down to it, like, if it's genetically only going to be one of us, I, I, I just don't know. I didn't, we didn't know how we felt about that. We were already on track to adopt a baby who wasn't going to be genetically ours. And that, that's not important to us. So we kind of just, and he said, no, listen. This is a fully formed embryo, like ready to go. Wow. And we were like, we have no idea. Like this, this is so foreign to us. <laughs> so we're like, we'll look into it, right? Even though I just made this beautifully mapped letter, I told everybody and it's so unlike my personality to be like, just kidding, we're doing something else. So two <laughs> Februarys ago, we called this adoption agency and we said, tell us about adopt embryo adoption. Our doctor referred us here. Let us know all about it. And after the first phone call, my husband and I were like, holy cow, this is the craziest, most incredible thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. So we started tampering with the idea. We told nobody, not even parents. We were just like, let's just see where it goes. Like everyone's already so, so supportive and so this like we just we don't want to just keep throwing these things at them right we're already like hi oh just kidding can't oh we're gonna do this oh it didn't work we're gonna adopt so stay with us like stay interested <laughs> so we we got into this program ladies and it is incredible it is essentially set up for people just like Derek and I who are young and who could carry a baby we don't know and then it is for the flip it is for couples who have done IVF who have healthy eggs and sperms and embryos and they've maybe completed their family and they have leftover embryos in a freezer oh, okay. that they have to pay storage for to keep frozen or they have to take out of the freezer and disregard. So it is, again, the craziest thing. It is called Nightlight Adoption. Um, it's a Christian agency. We had never felt more supported and heard and encouraged than this, this agency. From the very first phone call with a lady who I will never forget her name. I will never forget her voice. I still send her email updates of our baby to this day. Um, it was just, it was every step of the way. It was, it just put us at peace every single moment. Yeah. So it was, the, it was the full adoption. It was, we had a lady out to do a home study to check our home for a baby that wasn't even going to be live when we brought, I mean, when it, game into my body i mean right the people that just have babies their houses are not inspected and our house was inspected for a baby that was still in a freezer i mean it was it wasn't even 
going to be brought to us live yet. Um, it was costly. It was lengthy. It was heartbreak and heartache, all, all the, the ups and downs, the whole nine yards. But um, in May, we got the email that said, you are in the matching phase. We have your information and we have placing family information and we're going to find you a match. And what that looked like is Derek and I had to write a book about ourselves with pictures and details and everything. And yeah. we put it in a word document at this agency and they would send that to placing families and somebody would choose us to say, yes, we want you to adopt our embryos and have them and they're going to be yours. Okay. I, Aww. I don't think I've ever thought about like people who go through the IVF, um, treatments and stuff that they would have left over fertilized eggs like and like the fact that like obviously those are fertilized eggs or embryos like you said so the fact that there's a program there's a, a adoption agency for these eggs is amazing like that blows my mind I didn't even know that existed and I neither it's fairly new I mean still when we talk about it to people they're like you did what that's a thing. Yeah. And we've even people who have gone through IVF who have extra embryos and they're like, can we have the information to this place? Yeah. I mean, people, people just, when you go through the surgery, I mean, you battle fertility for years to go through IVF and then maybe say, Hey, you've got 20 fertilized embryos. That's crazy. Yeah. So we had never thought about being on that end either. Yeah. And when they talked about option. It, it, it just blew our mind. And it was it was a big decision for Derek and I to make because we had never been pregnant. I had never had a pregnancy. I had never, I mean, I'd never had anything inside. So it was kind of a, a leap of faith because if we would have gone the South Korea route, I would have been guaranteed a live child. Right. And going this, I could have adopted embryos and not been able to carry. Right. So a God thing from the beginning, just how we felt about it, how it was presented to us. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super crazy because if we would have gone another route, you know, we look at the paperwork, we see the parents, we see the kiddos, we make the decision. And in this route, we sent all of our stuff with our like cute little fam photos and somebody else was going to be getting those and saying it's them. Like we choose them. Yeah. So we sent off our paperwork and not two months later, we got the email that says we, we have a match. Somebody picked you. What was that? Awesome. What was that feeling? Oh my gosh! So it's actually my husband's birthday. Uh, happy birthday, and Derek! We, for that, like, here you go. <laughs> I'm engaged on years prior, so his birthday will kind of always just be—I don't know—I guess a big, a big day for us. Yeah. We were driving Chicago to get on a plane to go to Oregon for a cousin's wedding when we got the email. So me, obviously, like, I cannot open it right now. I mean, there are, we got a, an email that says we have a match, and there is a PDF attached with pictures of a family, mom, dad, brothers, and sisters. Like, I need to look at these people right now. They wrote us a letter. There were all of the things. And Derek's driving, telling me I can't open these things. I'm like, I mean, like, I have, like, I have to. Right, it's so not if an need option. To pull over. <laughs> pull over. So... <laughs> We got three documents. We got a family letter, we got their profile, and we got their medical history. And I said, okay, we got to do the medical history first, right? Because if I look at the pictures of the kids, yep. 
It's over. Game over. And then I, and then if I look at the medical history, I'll just be like, oh, it's fine. Like we'll we'll figure it out. So <laughs> we looked at the medical history. And we just like crossed our fingers and we got through the whole thing, right? And all very kosher. So we kind of just in a silent breath, we're like, okay. And then they had written us a letter, which was kind of not expected. We, we were told we would get a family profile and that we would get medical history. So we're like, okay, so we got this letter. And the letter was essentially about having an open adoption. Okay. And I read the first line and Derek and I were like, crap. We went into this, you know, it was going to be our first baby. Like we've, we've worked so hard. We've gone through so many things. The last thing I want is Uncle Joe showing up at my house saying, you know, that's my biological, like, I want that baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Derek's like, you got to keep reading. Like, you mm-hmm. don't even know what it says. <laughs> okay. We did have to pull over because we were sobbing. Yeah. Read this from the other side. And like both of you just commented, like, you never thought about that, that side. Okay. Well, that other side is also terrifying because the family that we matched with, they had gone through IVF and they had all of these embryos and they had gone through pregnancies and mom had to have a hysterectomy and it was unplanned and they want to be done they did not want to be done and that created a whole other oh my gosh and they had 11 embryos wow wow so we read this letter and they just said, we pick you regardless of your response to this letter. Like, these are yours from this very moment. They, they are yours. We just want to see, you know. We want to we wanna watch them. We want to watch you. We want to be there for you. If they need anything, if you want, we will be as involved as not involved. Like, let us just put it out there. You do you. God bless. Best of luck. Wow. Wow amazing and then we read their family profile and we fell absolutely in love i mean with every aspect um they seemed very much like us just chill i mean the dad was making jokes in the family profile which now (laughs) knowing them like i can only imagine mom's response like when he was submitting that word document to the public (laughs) Um, we read it all. We got to the back page. It had pictures of their kids, and we we lost it. It was kind of surreal being able to get that front seat. Like, okay, these embryos are going to be full blooded siblings, full blooded from this mom and dad. Like, we can see these kids, and oh my, Lanta, were they just freaking so cute? <laughs> oh, wow. so the wedding we tried not to think about it and the monday we got back we said yes like game over this is it so at this point we had told you know our immediate families we had done a couple things and let them know and at this point we decided to write our hi it's us again we did something a little different here's our update we have chosen a family and this is what it will look like moving forward and the amount of love and support and even additional financial donations that we did not expect from people being able to talk to them and share this with them the amount of people who said you're doing what like what what is it they're what you're adopting kids no we're not adopting their three kids we're we're adopting (laughs) 
Um, so super, super, super cool. Um, from there, it went really quick. We signed the contracts. We did all of the things. We got to FaceTime them and get to know them. And from there, what we essentially had to do was schedule schedule a transfer surgery. Yeah. So I was, I was in what was called active IVF. We just skipped the forefront. Okay. We got a call on August 18th. And they said, your embryos are going to be shipped overnight tonight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and it was this feeling like, oh, my gosh. We just, these these little babies, they're going to be shipped overnight. They're, gonna, they're coming from Texas, and now they're going to be in Chicago. And they all got their safe, and they were all how they were supposed to be. And I went in the next day on August 20th, and they transferred one of the embryos into me so they only did one we did so we had all the embryos to go through the adoption process they all had to be heavily tested and they all get grades and numbers and things i don't fully understand um and i was way on the like let's do a lot let's put a lot in and see what happens because i'm gonna be real sad and then my doctor said they are really strong i'm confident doing one oh okay like, okay, I'm going to trust you, lady, but it's going to be hard, but I'm going to trust you. So how this worked, and it was insane, was we had the surgery, and my doctor said, come back 10 days later, and we will tell you if you're pregnant. Wow. Were so, you, like, walking around, like, trying not to move too much just because you're, like... I am so scared. <laughs> right? Honestly, my doctor was, like, here's the... You were lay flat all day so then from there my doctor was like you can pee you can do things like and i because she said people genuinely are nervous that they're gonna like jump and it's gonna fall out or do this and it's gonna fall out not scientific that is not how this works but truthfully that's how you feel you're like i have to lay with my legs straight up in the air to keep it inside to keep it there i need to be upside down and completely (laughs) yeah days (laughs) so it it was crazy and then it's this whole like the mental side of it right because you know it's in there and the little glimmer for me not ever having been pregnant was like i'm pregnant right now at this very moment it's inside i'm pregnant even if it doesn't take i'm pregnant for 10 days yeah dang right Right? you are And then you're looking in the mirror and you're like, you are psychotic. Get it together. Like, you're going to be fine either way. Because that was the whole thing. You have 10 days of waiting. Yeah. After three of crying, 10 days should have felt like nothing. Yeah. And the, the piece of advice I got from everybody, just don't think about it. Just How? Just don't think about it. How? Just don't, if you stress, it won't work. Don't think about it. Oh. Thank you, Karen. I will... what a great idea i just won't think the the part that you just said when it said if you stress it won't work oh my gosh shut up shut up oh i swear i'm not lying whoever said that to you i hope they just stay quiet for the rest of their lives actual face like yeah just keep yourself busy okay with what so I, we were very good. We followed all the rules. We talked about it 24-7. And it, it came down to, you know, 
we were super hopeful because in our brains, like there's going to be nothing like that first transfer. We adapted all of the rest of their embryos and we knew if this didn't work, we'd do it again in three months. Yep. But in our we're like, okay, this is the first time, you know, there's never going to be anything like the first. And you have that, like, it's totally going to work, right? Mm-hmm. It can't not work. But also, you've got to be prepared for that no. And that's, we've gotten the no's for three years, you know? Every time you go in for an ultrasound, in the movies, every ultrasound you watch, they find the baby. And in every ultrasound we had, there was no baby. Ever. And mm-hmm. we're looking... I'm like, this is going to be the time. Like, that thing looks like baby. <laughs> so we're, we're like, calm. But the only thing I was told not to do was take a Okay? Because with all the IVF meds I was on, they said it could react. You could get a positive based on the medicine. Or negative positive okay. or negative and i was like all right so we made it eight days derek's like you're not going to take a pregnancy test i'm like heck no i'm not gonna take a pregnancy test took a pregnancy <laughs> test and it was positive so i'm like googling right i'm like can i get a false positive like you know and it's like you you won't get a false positive you'll just get a false negative so okay. this yes means yes. So I got from my husband on the mower. He's thrilled that I followed the direction. Right. But you can also face, he's like, oh my gosh, like, do you think it works? I'm like, I don't know. We won't know for two days. I wasn't supposed to take the test. <laughs> so the next day, I was like, well, if it was positive yesterday, it would be positive today then, probably. So I took another pregnancy test. It was like super positive, like way darker than yesterday. So I'm Googling and it's like, yeah, it's going to get darker every day. You know, I'm like, heck yeah. Did it, you know, but we still don't know. We still have to wait till tomorrow. We got to the doctor. Well, I took a pregnancy test that morning too, just to make sure it was still positive. We get to the doctor. They take my blood, and I'm like, "What is it?" And they're like, "Oh, we have to send it off. We have to send off your blood." Like what? How long? My nurse. I'm like, homegirl. You've been taking my blood for three years, and you always tell me all the secrets you're not supposed to tell me, but you won't tell me this one. She's like, legally. I can't. Like, I have to legit send this to your fertility doctor. I was like, okay, so when are they going to call me? She's like, by noon. Oh, okay. I had to go to work. I had to go to work. It was a Monday. I'm like, sorry, kids. You're watching movies today. (laughs) Noon rolls around. Nothing at noon. Nothing on. Nothing at two. 2.30, my phone rings, and I have an actual panic attack. Yeah. Playing for the phone. She's like, we got your blood test. She's like, I just want to let you know. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, you are pregnant. <laughs> she's like, it worked. Woo! So, naturally, I sent my kids to another classroom so I could run down to my coworker's room to tell her the news because she's the only one I'd really told yet. Um. Came home, obviously. Well, I FaceTimed my husband at work. And then the first people we went to tell were my parents because Cadison knows my parents, but very involved. Yes. The most incredible people on the planet. Um, and I had told my mom earlier that day, I said, if it is positive, we will show up at your house. If it is negative, I will not be calling you or talking to you all day. So do not reach out to me. You wait till you hear from me. Um, so we pulled in the driveway 
and so they knew. Ugh. I could and see your mom right mom now. Was, I could just see her just losing, losing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, she is incredible, and she had been on this entire journey the entire time. Um, so, yeah, it was it was one of the greatest moments. Aww. I mean, it worked. Yeah, but finally, it was, it was twofold the whole time, the whole pregnancy, all of it. It was so much like, okay, it is my only duty now to keep this thing inside, and. I have to do what I have to do. Like, my body has to do what it has to work. Yeah. And I felt like with everything that went by, I'm like, okay, we're six weeks, but, okay, we're 10 weeks, but, mm-hmm. okay, we're 20, but, you know? And it was, it was just insane because anything could have happened and we knew that. Yeah. And luckily, I had an amazing pregnancy. Every single growth scan was incredible. She was happy and healthy in there and did all the things. And we made it to 39 weeks and I had a natural delivery and she came out 10 fingers, 10 toes, screaming, ready, ready. Oh my gosh. What your story? Oh my gosh. Go ahead, Gabby. What were you going to say? That's such a good story. I know. Like I was in tears almost three times during the story. She is is going to have the best story to tell people and the couple that we adopted from and their kiddos and their extended family. Like I kid you not, their nephew was at our house today for the bears game. Like we have just adopted all of them. Um, (laughs) whether they like it or not, like they're ours and we're theirs and we have seen them and vacationed with them and housed them and shared every single moment with them every single picture every single excitement um it's been the coolest experience and what for a us and blessing. i what a blessing like that is yeah, truly it really oh my gosh Allie, i just uh god used you two to save these embryo embryos he used you two and uh and just when you thought I'm sure you've, it tested your faith. I'm sure a little, I mean, I mean, I know you never lost faith, but I'm sure you were tested, you know? I mean, I would have. And the fact that you were able to kind of just keep going is just amazing. And to be dropped this, this miracle into your lap. Oh my gosh. What, what a blessing. Amazing. That's how we felt. We we felt like he was watching over and giving us, you know, what felt like at the time, one more thing, one more thing to get our hopes up about. And then it probably not worked. Like just one more thing. Like, come on. I had given up on my body for now. Like I not completely, we were going to come back. We would have circled around. You need a break. Yeah. And for it even to be like a family member or somebody close to me, it was like my fertility doctor being like, girl, try it. Yeah. And it, it, it landed in us and I kid you not like I am a skeptical like I find the bad things like I do that's just how my brain works and every single step of this agency like I cannot praise them enough every step every phone call every email I got a call one day from our coordinator and she just said you were on our mind today like can I pray with you this morning wow I mean we just felt like 
it was incredible. We weren't, we weren't just another case number. We weren't just another, you know, just another person looking to adopt. I mean, they knew us and we knew them Yeah. and worked with them and we've been able to update them. And the mom we adopted from and I, like we email our coordinators still and send updates and they want to, they want to know what's going on with us. Like we've thrown around the idea of like writing a book from both sides, like adopting and placing just to tell people that this thing is cool. It's real. It can work and do it like look into it if you're on the placing side if you've got embryos donate them like give people like us a chance to be able to carry our baby i mean yeah there are people wow write a, write the book write the book do it that's the plan oh that's the plan oh my gosh yeah. gabby do you have any questions for ally at all or I just think that's like such an amazing because coming from somebody who hasn't had to deal with before, it's really awesome hearing another person's story because I I've never heard about like trigger shots or um, embryos or anything like that. So it's really it's very moving to hear somebody else talk about that. Yeah, it's been really cool to be able to share my story. I mean, I truly feel that Derek and I could sit at a table and probably talk about it for 17 hours. <laughs> Just everything. This is like my little nutshell. But it is. It's like you want to get so much in because you want to you wanna hit all the points and you want to tell everybody everything. because And not because I think, oh, I'm amazing. I did this really cool thing. But on the side, like, this process is amazing. The people are amazing what you can do with science and your bodies is amazing and it can, and it can work. I mean, mm -hmm. it can work if it's just, it's incredible. It's been the coolest thing I we've ever done and we've ever seen and we've ever heard of. And we're just so lucky to be a part of it as weird as it, I guess, sounds and comes off. But we just really, anytime anyone asks questions, everyone says, you don't have to answer like if it's uncomfortable. I'm like, <laughs> ask, like, let me tell you what you can do, what doctors can do, what God can do. Let me tell you. Let me tell you it all. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's just so, I, it's just, I'm, like, speechless. Like, this, and, like, don't take anything away from yourself, too, because, like, you are so strong to go through three years and to not be like, tell that doctor to just to go right, right off and just be like, no, I'm done. You know, like to have that open mind, to have the open heart is just and that partnership between you and Derek to have to have to make a decision like that of when do we stop? When do we stop and try to move on? And you guys were able to do that to stop, move on to your adoption, which is not even a closed door at all either. One day, you never know. And so, yeah, wow. Just wow. I'm yeah, so moved right now. I, I really feel so moved right now. I do. I just, I can't wait. I just can't wait for her to know. Yeah. Like, we've just been open and honest with everybody in our lives. Like, everybody knows that's how we wanted it. That's how we want it for her. Um, She's our baby. She, I carried her. My blood was in the umbilical cord. Like, she's our baby, but she... She has so many things and so many people and where she came from and how she got here. Like we always talk, the mom we adopted from and I, we just talk about how like we're a team. Like she could not have had her and I could not have had her without them. Right. And it's just, 
it took a lot for her to get here. And when she knows this and can like tell people, I can't wait for her to be able to own that and wear that and be like, this is me. And these are all my people. And these are all of the things. And she's just to be a true test of like herself, like everything about how she got here. Yes. Wow. Allie. Oh, holy smokes. This is, this is so great. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So I do want to really quick ask you so that I didn't even know this was going to be infertility and adoption all mixed into one. And I'm so happy that it is. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. It doesn't continue. Nowhere to stop with like where we stopped with our stuff. But then when we started with like the creation of her, because it is just, it just all. It's a, one. Oh, it is. It absolutely is that. Oh, I'm so happy that you were willing to just come on here and share your story. And I think there's going to be lots of, um, moms and soon to be moms or one day want to be moms that listen to this, that struggled like you struggled and figure this, like they, they've come to the end of it. You know, they've come to that three year end of they're just done. They're just tired, exhausted, emotionally, physically. And then they're going to hear that this adoption agency is an option and it's just going to light up their life. I agree. It's been, it's been incredible. And again, when people ask us and want to talk about it or have questions and they say, you don't have to answer, you don't have to this. It's like, we did it. You know, I'm not in the moment in the moment when we were doing trials, that was what was hard. Yeah. What are you doing now? What's next? Did that work? Oh, gosh. No. Did you see your pregnancy announcement on Facebook? Like, <laughs> it did not work. Thank you for bringing that back up. But now it's like, we did the hard stuff and it's done. Ask me about it now because that's, it's old news. Right. And people say, well, I hate asking you about it because it's going to take you back. I come home every night to my six-month-old and all she does is smile. So... <sighs> I'll talk to you about the shots and the internal ultrasounds, which if you haven't had to have those, those are a whole time. Like, I'll talk to you about it now. Amen to that. And I want, yeah, I want to now. So with that being said, what is your advice as far as to, to those people who like, like, you don't, some people might feel awkward around a woman and a mom who's going through this infertility. And so something that you just said is like, like, don't ask me if something worked. Is like, is what's your advice on to how to co- approach a mother who is going through this? Um, or a woman, I, know, I should I say. Just, yeah, I guess just what should be common sense, but is not to everybody. Just be gentle. Just be gentle about it because, I mean, we're fragile and we know what we're doing. Um. But asking less about when the baby's coming and more about how you're doing. Yes. Um, because everyone wants to know, like, oh, is there going to be a baby in nine months? Like, you have that thing. Like, is it going to work? Like, hey, that was a super big thing you just had done today. Like, how do you feel? Like, where's your brain at? Um, just asking about, asking about the mom, asking about the woman, you know? Just check on me. I'll let you know when the baby's coming. Like, you'll be the first to know. I'll tell you. <laughs> Yeah. And let let the let us tell you, I guess. Yes. A little bit. 
Like, you, we'll get to the point where we'll want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And if I don't want to talk yeah. about it, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah that's such mm-hmm. great. I think not only is that great for mothers who are struggling with the infertility, but also just mothers in general, is ask how the mom is doing. Ask, make sure she's okay. Because that ba- you know that baby's getting cared for. You know that baby's going to, you know, I mean, unless you know, God forbid there's other things going on with that baby, then that's a different story. But as far as like this baby's healthy, the baby's being fed, blah, blah, blah. This mom is giving everything she has to this child. Like who's checking on her, you know? And if I look tired, it's because I was up all night with her, taking care of her. You can only imagine. Not feeding myself, not sleeping myself, like getting her. So she's good. It's me. It's me that needs the TLC. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I guess just, I don't know. Just the community and what I've learned is people will talk about it because even in talking to my mom, she says people just don't talk about fertility and people don't talk about some people struggle. And when it comes down to it, like on a total personal side, I married into a gigantic family and they do not struggle having children. The majority of them do not struggle having children. So it was very challenging to be married for multiple years with no baby and going to family Christmases and that didn't happen for a lot of them. So being able to talk about it because in doing this and seeing this, like I found some family members that did struggle and just never talked about it because there was nobody to talk about it with. Yeah. So making it known that like it happened, I guess when it comes down to it again, it's like, it's not you feeling as a woman because my body can't do the one, the one thing that it was designed to do. That doesn't make you a failure. That's what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not, it's, you are not, you are not a failure because no. your body's not doing it. Because that is a real feeling. And with a husband who just got the, oh, your stuff is great. Like your motility and your numbers, like, bam, you got the best sperm on the planet. Sweet. So then it's all me. Per- perfect. Oh, yeah, that would have been hard. Yeah, the guilt you feel for your spouse is legit, too. So what what did he do as your spouse to kind of help you? And I know, like, you probably had to come out of that yourself, but, like, were there some things that he did to kind of help you feel confident and help you feel like it was not your fault? Oh, yeah. Um, He, well, first of all, he's amazing. And on our first date... I had made it very clear that I wanted to adopt. So he clung to that the whole time. He said, this is just what God's showing us. Like you, you said it didn't matter like when, where in the line of all of our kiddos this happened. Like, it's just going to be first. This it's going to be first. And we always knew that was an option. And he was very good about like, we have cattle. We, we have a cattle farm and he was very good. Like about the science, like this is what happens. And sometimes, you know, you AI a cow and it doesn't take. And as, I don't know, not gentle as that sounded coming off, relating myself to a cow in the moment, it's true. It's true for animals. It's true for people. It's true for everybody. Sometimes it doesn't work and it takes some time. And he was very patient. He was very understanding. He was invested at all. I mean, he had to give me my IVF shots. Like, he was as involved as he, as he could have been. And he was very supportive. And I knew from day one that, He would never, ever blame me. He would never, ever fault me. And if this wasn't going to work, then 
it was not the end all be all and we would have found another way to have a family Allie, I just want to, we probably should start to wrap this up. I could talk to you forever about this. Um, I know. Sorry. Over my time, oh, probably. Oh, do not apologize. There's no time limit. That was such a good, good, good story. Such a good story. I'm so excited to share this with everybody. And I just want to say thank you for being open and being honest and just willing to share your story to help others. And yeah, it's just a big thank you. I'm super honored that I made it. I was so happy and so proud of you for starting this, for all the moms out there. Um, I hope you touch on all of the topics because as a new mom, like, you've got to come somewhere. And this is going to be my knowledge pit now. I will come to this to listen to all of them. Oh. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so happy to have been a part of it. Oh, I'm so Well, thank you. I think I did not expect it to blow up like it did with all the – such positive um, feedback and the help from Gabby and just the pushing need to just do it. And so I, I'm just, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you guys um, listen to this, it will be next Wednesday. So I can't wait for you guys to all listen and we will catch you guys later. Go ahead and say bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.